welcome back to Ghoul's Night In, the spooky chat show with your best ghoul friends. I'm Penny Snark. And I'm Midge Munster. And today, Penny, we've got a bit of a uh, Monster of the Week episode, as it were. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, So today we're going to be talking about a particular character that is seen as a monster, a guide, a goddess, and everything in between. Mm. Today's subject originally comes from Russian and East Slavic folklore, and the earliest documented appearance of her occurred in the 17th century in Woodblock Prince. Uh, in this part of the world, oral tradition and storytelling was incredibly important to people across all social classes, and skazga, or folk tales, were told at feasts, weddings, workplaces, and during times of rest in the home. Throughout Russian and East Slavic folklore, there is one character that reigns supreme showing up in mm. stories throughout hundreds of years of history. So today we're going to learn a bit more about the complicated and nuanced character of Baba Yaga. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I have been wanting to do this episode for quite a while. I'm really excited to talk about her. Uh, what What comes to mind for you when you think Baba Yaga? Um, so I think, (laughs) I think that my, I definitely, I read a children's book about Baba Yaga. Oh yeah. Little. Cool. And I also remember Baba Yaga playing a major role in Bartok the Magnificent, the directed video sequel. Yes. (laughs) I loved that movie. (laughs) Yes. That did come up in my research and I had actually never seen that, but I'm excited that you have. (laughs) Oh man. Oh yes. Um, and yeah fascinating fascinating character most most recently um for anyone who's an an actual play fan the um uh never after the fairy tale folklore season of dimension 20 featured um the baba yaga as an npc who was very cool amazing well for those of you who may not be as familiar with baba yaga uh she like i said is a character in russian and east slavic folklore she is most frequently portrayed as a hag witch type person who uh, flies through the air in a mortar and pestle she uses her little pestle as a, a, a rudder to steer and she sits in the mortar it's giving eggshell witch we love it <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you know witches be flying and whatever they can get their hands on. Whatever they can, if they if they fits, they sits. <laughs> um, she is probably most famously known to live in her little log cabin with no windows that moves around on chicken legs. Chicken legs, chicken yes. legs. Uh, love that chicken leg house. Love that chicken leg house. <laughs> love that chicken leg house. Yeah, that's what Popeyes needs to start selling. That is, like yeah. That. <laughs> uh, but her, no, no, I've given myself the giggles. Uh, her house is usually depicted as being surrounded by a fence made of human bones. Mm. And some legends also say that the house will not even reveal its door to you until the magical phrase, turn your back to the forest, your front to me is uttered. Pretty uh, cool. Pray, pray, freaking cool. Good, good folklore. If I do say so love, myself. I'm gonna say love, love a, love a speakeasy somewhere with a password. <laughs> I'm all about it. You have the Baba Yaga password. Yes. Wait, this is a great idea for a pop up bar. Oh man, that would be so good. Coming soon to uh, Kansas City near you, <laughs> to, <laughs> to wherever you find a midge, there will be a Baba Yaga pop up bar. 
Barba Yaga, am I Barbie. right? Yeah. I, Barba I'm actually, Yaga. Bye, goodbye, everyone. Uh, I'm done. <laughs> Fired yourself. Fired myself. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, Baba Yaga herself is frequently uh, portrayed as a witch. There are a lot of references in her stories to her bony leg, which uh, could either just be that she's very frail and thin, could also be a literal exposed bone leg. Sure. Um, she also has a long beak-like nose that is sometimes made of iron that helps her identify visitors by their scent. But one thing remains true across all tellings of her tales, and it is that she is extremely powerful. Uh, she controls time. She has connections to life and death, the elements. Uh, she has a very mother nature type archetype in a lot of her stories with strong associations to wind, animals, the forest, the earth itself, as well as the underworld. And uh, some historians have even hypothesized that she may be a Slavic interpretation of P Persephone. Oh, okay. Which is a cool way to think of her. I don't know that she necessarily fits the bill in all aspects, but... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's but, some creative interpretation there, yes, but there's but some similarities. In early tellings of Baba Yaga, she was not always the, the hag witch. She was, uh, or the crone. Um, mm -hmm. She was more of a goddess, okay. and uh, she, you know, she just had a, a, a grand scheme of things that she covered. But she did kind of have that one foot in the world, one fit, foot in the underworld thing that I think people, you know, draw that line to Persephone. Yeah. But her name, Baba, is, uh, that part is a shortened form of babushka, meaning grandmother. Mm -hmm. um, however, that word is also used throughout history for midwives, fortune tellers, and sorceresses, which obviously she is a bit of a witch it would seem yes, a, a little bit <laughs> I just you know maybe um now the etymology of yaga is a bit more challenging there seems to be no direct translation to that in english or in the, the slavic mm. languages um some people say it was meant to mean horrible or horrifying while others have said that it is connected to the russian verb meaning to ride which would make sense riding around her little mortar house. yeah her house or, or mortar mortar. Um, but what we can assume is that the yaga part of her name definitely described her in some way uh, there is a southern slavic counterpart to her called baba raga and that translates to horned grandmother the roga means she has a horn. Yeah. Um, so Yaga likely described her physically in some way or her essence. Yeah. I, I mean, I do like if if they're like, oh, it does kind of mean like horrifying or whatever. It'd just be like scary grandma. Scary grandma. Pretty, yep. pretty good. Or like uh, I good. saw some that interpreted it. Interpreted it, <laughs> interpreted it as like meaning evil as well. So like an mm -hmm. evil crone grandmother character. Uh. But as we, we got giddy about a moment ago here, <laughs> one of my personal favorite parts of the Baba Yaga lore is her hut. Yes. Uh, it's just a really striking visual, and it's been depicted a number of very cool ways by artists throughout time. 
Um, but if you're anything like me, you may have found yourself wondering why the chicken legs <laughs> were. Uh, there is some belief that her hut is based on the architecture of early nomadic hunters in Scandinavia and northern Russia. The Sami people would build their storehouses on top of like dead tree stumps mm-hmm. or um, just large platforms to keep animals from rifling through the huts or to prevent um, different forms of like rot. And if you look at these structures, they look remarkably like a house on bird legs of some sort. Mm. Uh, even the the roots of the tree stumps at the bottom look like chicken feet. So I could definitely see uh, where the lines would get drawn there. And they have uh, these storehouses have kind of like a an ominous presence about them, just because they look so different than what we're used to seeing. Uh, yeah. And again, to prevent thievery and any other like tampering, they also don't have any windows. So <laughs> uh, it definitely gives that that witch hut vibe. Yeah. But there are also some historians that believe that this had to do with a particular, a particular, I can't talk today, burial <laughs> practice in Central Europe that involved placing bodies on wooden platforms that were raised up on all poles and they would do this to allow the bodies to dry out completely um, and then preserve the bones. So these platforms do kind of have that same silhouette as the hut with the the long legs and the flat wood on top. Um, So that definitely could have influenced her depiction as well, especially with her connection to balance of life and death and her and her hu- bone sense <laughs> her human bone gate <laughs> exactly uh, so we're not exactly sure but we can definitely say that it is from the slavic and northern uh scandinavian architecture and things and mm-hmm. practices that influence that uh so while baba yaga's hut is very spooky and she herself is very scary she is not a purely evil entity and even even though she does um threaten to eat children a lot which is fine we all have done it you know what are you gonna do (laughs) yeah you know when you're out with your girlfriends and you're like should we be bad should we get a, should we eat a kid can we get a kid for the table just a just a small side of children for the table (laughs) i'll have one if you have one no uh, i'll always have one i'll always have one that keeps me young um but no she's very almost a bit of a gray character and i think that really reflects kind of her connection to nature and the forest like mm-hmm. she's not really good or bad she just yeah is you know she's just a, a being of the world yeah and many of the stories surrounding her focus on uh, a young protagonist that's entering adulthood in some way whether that be just coming of age or like getting married and the protagonist is often seeking help from baba yaga in some way And while that is always depicted as like a dangerous task, like they're definitely like, ooh, yikes, you got to go see Baba Yaga. She's also very fair. And most of the protagonists like win her over and 
all of them escape if like she yeah <laughs> she never i i so i don't i mean obviously i have not read every baba yaga story in existence but several things i read said that like even though she threatens to like eat people a lot and stuff that no one was actually ever eaten in any of the stories um and the protagonists usually get away from her mm-hmm. um but most of them also like will do some form of manual labor for her like cooking or cleaning or sewing and the ones who are kind of let go (laughs) um Mm -hmm. usually also show her and her familiars respect and politeness yeah and so that way we kind of see that these stories are to show children what it takes to be a successful adult it's like here's what you have to perform around the house and here is how you should treat people yeah and i mean i feel like this may be something that you were gonna say later but i feel like that makes sense with kind of the the scary grandma vibe right the grandmother archetype yeah Yeah. it's like she she has expectations from you and you need to show respect and you know you need to do as she says but like she doesn't have like bad intent necessarily for you absolutely no 100 percent. and and she is kind of representing someone like an elder at a different place in life than these young mm-hmm. protagonists. Yeah. Yeah. Totally hit the nail on the head there. Uh, one of the most popular tales in Russia of Baba Yaga is the tale of Vasilisa the Beautiful. And she's kind of like our, our Cinderella, mm-hmm. <laughs> a very similar story type. So uh, Vasilisa is a beautiful girl, has a kind heart, Uh, Her mother passes away and her father remarries a woman with two daughters. Sound familiar? Hmm. Uh, So her stepmother and sisters, of course, treat her poorly. They're jealous of her beauty and her kindness. They make her do lots of labor around the house, hoping to kind of break her down. Uh, But she has a secret weapon. Before Vasilisa's mother died, she gave her a doll that she told her to keep with her at all times, and it would protect her. So every night, Vasilisa gives the doll food and asks it for advice. And then every day, the doll helps her finish her chores. Mm. Yeah, I want that doll. Andy, where'd you, <laughs> right? where'd you get that at? Amazon? <laughs> right, one of those? Put that on my Christmas list. Uh, but so one day... The, one of the sisters smothers the the hearth fire in the house and asks, well, not asks, tells Vasilisa to go out and get them a new fire and to ask Baba Yaga for a new light for the home. So Vasilisa goes out into the woods. Um, there's a really cool part of this story, too, where we see, as she's wandering through the woods, she sees these different horsemen. Um, and one, the first one is white and brings like the morning and the second one is red and brings like the sun up and then the third one is all black and he brings like the night obviously um and these horsemen show up in different stories and are said to be kind of controlled by baba yaga and that this you know plays into her being kind of this time sorceress where she's in control of the, the day and the night um so i just thought that really has almost nothing to do with the story. It's just very cool imagery. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Vasilisa eventually makes it to Baba Yaga's hut, which once again, decorated with human bones, surrounded by stakes with human skulls on top. But the, ooh, but the eyes of the skulls are glowing. Mm. 
which hold on to that tidbit comes important Mm. later so she meets with baba yaga she's like hey i need a new light for my house baba yaga in classic baba yaga fashion says uh well i'll give you that if you do a bunch of chores for me or i'll eat you your choice (laughs) (laughs) um that doesn't seem like a great deal uh, yeah right if that was on a like let's make a deal or something they're like this briefcase just says i'm gonna eat you you're like oh (laughs) damn no thanks uh so vasilisa gets tasked with all these chores that are like making a feast for 12 people preparing wheat weaving cloth a whole bunch of stuff but once again she got a secret weapon so she feeds the doll Mm -hmm. and the doll helps her complete all the tasks and baba yaga is like hey wow you actually did all that and you did a great job so she gives her a light for the house in the form of one of the human skulls with the (laughs) gleaming eyes to return home with so vasilisa takes the skull home however when she gets there Uh, The skull tells her to place it on the table and the light from the skull's eyes like protrude out and burn her stepmother and stepsisters to ashes. Sweet. (laughs) Uh, And then she marries a czar and lives happily ever after. So, right. Uh, thanks baba yaga thanks baba yaga (laughs) baba yaga was like i know you asked for a light for your fire but what i heard was you need murder your entire family your family (laughs) uh but again you know even though that was like ooh, yikes scary we also see that like baba yaga can be kind or at least like fair to those who deserve it yeah i mean she's looking out for her yeah she came through she came through (laughs) so uh that's kind of how she was depicted in folklore Mm -hmm. in modern times we've seen her come up a lot as penny mentioned there were several things there that uh she's come up in the last several years she's also been featured in operas comic books and cartoons We've seen her in uh, Sandman, Hellboy, Supernatural. Uh, I found out through reading, apparently she's also in Fortnite now. <laughs> I think is awesome. Does she dance? That's the I don't only thing know. I know about Fortnite. I gotta, I gotta find out because I, I used to play Fortnite. I haven't played in a long time, but my husband and I have been talking about playing again. I'm like, if I have the option to wear a Baba Yaga skin, you'll never get me out of the game. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, something else I found out that I thought was really cool. Miyazaki has even said that uh, Yubaba in Spirited Away yeah. is based on and inspired by Baba Yaga, which is very no, cool. I didn't want to say that before because I wasn't sure. And I was like, do I just think that they're similar because they both have Baba in their name? <laughs> but I was like, I was like, Yubaba's a lot like Baba Yaga. Yeah, nope, you're 100% right. Uh, yeah. So that's very cool as well. And I mean, she's got her like bathhouse, which I guess could be kind of her her hut in a way yeah and like she turns into a bird so there's like bird legs yeah yeah very cool uh so we we've seen her a lot and that's very cool she obviously still resonates in a lot of Mm -hmm. different ways um while she's a really complex character and definitely has her her flaws like all of us um, there was, there's an actual, an interesting collection of stories right now called In the Forest Tales of Baba Yaga. And the editor of that, Lindy Ryan, really uh, had this quote that I thought summarized it really well and I wanted to read it. 
So it says, the essence of Baba Yaga exists in many cultures and many stories and symbolizes the unpredictable and untamable nature of the female spirit of Mother Earth and the relationship of women to the wild. And I just thought that was really cool. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, once again, I mean, we've talked about this so many times on the pod, like witches and their depiction and how like women and fem- female identifying people have like really kind of reclaimed that as this proto-feminist like you know yeah. um <laughs> archetype and so i do i do love that uh baba yaga is becoming a feminist icon i think that's yeah, i think is. that's really neat <laughs> <laughs> so whether you see her as a mentor or a monster i think it is really easy to see why she has remained so prevalent throughout folklore and history uh, if you find her fascinating, go out and find yourself some Baba Yaga. There's a lot of really cool literature and things inspired by her right now. And uh, definitely check out that Into the Forest Tales of Baba Yaga also as a um, kind of a both collection of stories, but also like a bit of a, a feminist think piece if you're, yes. <laughs> if you're into that, which if you're listening to this podcast, I know you are. That is my little delve into the witch's hut. Uh, (laughs) If you are enjoying Ghoul's Night Inn, we would love for you to leave us a review or rating wherever you listen to us. That really helps us reach new listeners and let us know we're bringing you topics that you enjoy. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Or if you're listening somewhere that won't let you review, you can always shoot us an Instagram DM, leave us a comment on Spotify, or even uh, comments on Podbean if that's where you're listening. And sometimes we read those right here on the podcast. (laughs) I believe Penny has something to share with us today. I sure do. Um, I have a Spotify comment, um, which came in on the mary shelley episode oh perfect Uh, this is from zoe s who says mary shelley is buried in my town and the (gasps) pub near the cemetery is called the mary shelley wow Uh, you're right she says your podcast is amazing i adore you both i'm a vintage halloween fan so you're my a plus faves ghouls rule hell yeah i think we need to go to that i was gonna say so what i'm hearing is (laughs) ghouls night out at the hey, at the Mary Shelley. At the Mary Shelley, hell yeah. <laughs> do we need to do a uh we need to do like a Ghoul's Night press tour where we just go to all these really cool places together? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> well, thank this is, you. see, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna do a, a live show tour, but it's not of places that people want to see us. <laughs> it's only places that we, we want, want to go, go to. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll have at least one fan. That's in her town. So See, we'll... there you go. Zoe will come. We'll have a really intimate show with Zoe at the Mary <laughs> Shelley Pub. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your review. Uh, and if you would like to see more from the podcast, you can always follow us over on Instagram at Ghoul's Night in Pod. And if you're looking for me, you can find me across the web at Midge Munster. And you can find me at Penny Snark. And until next time. Good. Good.